Welcome to Triumph. This is a show about love and hurt and forgiveness and certainly God's mercy for those who have had an abortion in their past. It's a conversation. It's an, it's an open conversation between myself, Tim Welsh, who's executive director of Bethesda Healing Ministry, which is a ministry that's been around for nearly 30 years, helping women and men navigate the sometimes really stormy waters of healing from an abortion experience. And I'm joined as usual with my favorite person on the world in the world, Joe, my wife. Hello. How about that? That's nice. Isn't I like that it. Nice. Yeah. It's been a good day so far, huh? Yep. So we've been doing this for a year. Yeah. One year. It's amazing. One year in November, golly. Yeah. That's amazing too. I feel like a pro. Uh, you seem like a pro too. Thank you for bringing that. Thank you for giving me that opportunity to affirm your proness. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I, I can get affirmation, you know. Yeah, me. I do know that. That's uh, that's your love language. Anyway, so uh, you know, I kind of breeze through that intro intro all the time, and and I I I don't. I think we ought to take a step back and really emphasize that a little bit, you know, because. You know, this really is about you know, and I don't, and I, I don't take the word love lightly, or or right. pain or hurt lightly, or or forgiveness lightly. And you know, you, you and I have talked a lot about about this whole notion. People tell you they love you, and when you, mm-hmm. then you hardly even know them. You know, right? right. <laughs> and we're we're probably much more. Um, it's probably much more poignant to say, you know, I like you a lot and here's why. Right. You know, I like your smile yeah. and I really like your sense of humor instead of just saying this perfunctory and almost trite, oh, love you, man. You know, and then it's it's almost dismissive. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. so it really is about love and it really is about God's mercy. And, and, you know, we need to take that real seriously because that healing process can't happen without any of that. Yeah. That's true, uh, and you know the 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 pain. I, I know we've talked about this a little bit before on this on this show, but you know, pain's really important because it cause it it it, it causes memory that is sometimes um, uncomfortable, but it keeps us from more pain. So, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that, I think, later on in the show. But but for instance, if you put your hand on a hot burner, that that's painful. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, a lot of mm-hmm. people have done that. I think I may have done that in my life, although I don't remember when. But I do remember not to do that again. <laughs> True. Right. And our daughter Clara actually did it twice because she could didn't believe it the first time. But it, it was it you you know pain acts acts as a real important aspect of of our development. And I just want to make sure that we don't breeze through that breeze through that uh, intro too quickly because sure. it yeah. is an intro yeah. and we do right. you know it's, I, I have it written down here and I read this almost the same thing yeah. every time we do one of these shows yeah there's a real acceptance and love in the rooms of of healing I think and um, and maybe allows women to love themselves for the first time in a long time yeah. so it really isn't a trite thing um to to say that you love somebody or you're helping them through it um, with love because it it is it is truly amazing the transformations that that occur yeah yeah and 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 I think that is true genuine love absolutely you know, and it's true compassion for one another 
uh, I, it, I it isn't that little dismissive. Hey, love you, man. Right. You know, right. It's just it's, in my view, there's too much of that. It, I think it's important for us all to say to one another, you know, this is what I really like about you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's it's a far more that's a far more um, poignant expression of of caring for one another. Sure. Anyway, so we're kind of in the weeds on that already. Right, right, this yeah. This is good. Could you see me looking yeah. at you like, okay. Uh, move on, move on, move <laughs> on. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in the middle of, um, of three things that can really cause an awful lot of stress. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes. we're certainly in the middle of, of this COVID thing, which is ex- extraordinarily stressful. Yes. I mean, just enormously stressful. And it's stressful for... Uh, a number uh, we haven't seen our grandchildren since march right you know? they're right. not far away they're two hours away in toledo and that's not that big a deal to drive up there but you know we just haven't seen them because of covid and and it's and that that stinks yeah it does you know yeah i mean i know that it, i know that you pine to see them and i know i do and i know even mm-hmm. our other kids want to see each other yeah but you know that that sort of a vacuum of relationships that we've created with this COVID thing, I think can really cause an awful lot of problems that people don't quite, that people didn't quite expect. Right. Um, yeah. You know, the, when we first kind of walked into this, we, we, we strode in like a bunch of cowboys and we said, you know, we can do this. We're all together. Well, you know, now it's been almost a year. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so weary and exhausted. And and, the masks and the, yeah. every little thing. Did you cough out in public? Oh, my gosh. God forbid you <laughs> cough in public and don't dare sneeze mm-hmm. or wipe your nose. Right. Right. So, you know, that brings up a good point. The whole the whole masking part, which is a big deal. We should all wear a mask when we're out in public and and all of that. I believe that. But we have we have become completely anonymous in our culture. Yes. You can't even tell. We 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 went to uh, vote early a, a few days back and. The guy that held the door for us is a guy we've known. I've known him since high school. I didn't recognize him. Right, right. You know, and it wasn't until he, t- he said a few words and, and after I even walked past him that I even knew who he was. Right. So, I mean, I think that anonymity is, is sort of um, causing a lot of stress. And I think with, I think whenever people are working through past experiences like an abortion, I I think I think they any amount of stresses other than just the stress of that thought just adds to that adds to that sort of anxiety the anxiety and the mm-hmm. secrecy and all that sure. kind of thing. What yeah. do you think about that? I I agree with you on as, that as well. You should. <laughs> I just. Um, yeah, there's just so much going on. I mean, it's like adding on one more rule that I've placed on myself, right? I'm not talking to anybody about my past experience, and that's a rule. And I avoid things, and that's a rule. Now I have to wear a mask, and that's a new rule, and I can't live outside the life that I was just living so 
yeah, that just just one more thing, one more one more stressor, one more thing that causes anxiety for well, sure. And, and you can't, I, you know, you can't shake somebody's hand or give them a hug or right. you know anything right. yeah. like that. Even yeah. those people that you really. I mean, the, shaking a hand is is a cultural thing in the United States that we just do. That's a greeting that we do. Right, we, you right. can't even do that. Yeah. And I think that adds to the anxiety of the abortion stress. I think anything that adds to that anxiety is exactly that. And then you have an election. Right. You know? It seems very stressful. Oh, my gosh. It's exhausting to be an American right now. It, it is. is. absolutely exhausting. If you're keeping up with anything at all in the news, it is absolutely exhausting. I mean, we've had, we've gone from, it, it seems like every week there is something new that comes out that we need to worry about in electoral politics. And, and I'm not, I'm, who, I don't even want to take a stand on any of the electoral politics, but every single week there's something that comes up. Yeah, that's pretty stressful. It's, ter- it's terribly stressful. And then I think more to this point, um, we've got a Supreme Court justice being confirmed or at least going through the hearing process. Right. Um, And not only in the election, but in the Supreme Court hearings, if you've listened to any of them or watched any of them, abortion is kind of center stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the whole Mm -hmm. women's right to choose and all that kind of stuff and all the things that surround that. Yeah. And how does that play into that stress of of going through the uh, abortion recovery stuff? Yeah, it's funny. Um, not funny. But to that point, um, I was with um, a group of uh, girlfriends. We were so socially distanced <laughs> outside <laughs> a few weeks ago. And um, it was right when... Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and the one friend, friend, I'm using bunny quotes, um, she started talking about the how fearful she was that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned and how, you know, this is just a tragedy, and on and on. I don't, you know, I, I, I think, I don't, nobody has a right to tell somebody else what to do with their bodies, and 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 i was so distraught i mean i was with these girlfriends to have a fun little few hours and the whole thing went down the tubes for me i just it was almost i it was very stressful for me in fact you know that as soon as i left i i called you i i cried all the way home yeah because i just thought this person knows me she knows my story. Why is she being so adamant about this? She doesn't understand. You know, I had to extend her a lot of grace, you know, to to just step back and to realize that she's forgotten my story or doesn't understand the impact of it. You know, when I wanted to say to her, you know, two people died that day, you know, I you don't understand you know i wanted to just really go off on her but i knew that wasn't appropriate and i had to gather my thoughts about it and um 
But I don't think a lot of people understand that when you're taking a stance like that in a crowd, one in four women will have had an abortion by the time they're 45. One in four women. So there were seven of us there, so possibly two women had experienced abortion experience. And when you're talking in that kind of terms, that drives that person that maybe hasn't confronted their abortion, that drives them to silence, back maybe into silence or deeper into silence. But, you know, for me, I've kind of worked through my healing. I'm not totally healed, obviously, when you cry for 45 minutes, drive home. Um, But it just shook me how how that how that affected me but it it was just a combination of everything you know we're we're being so careful about not being near people and the chance that i get to be with some friends it turns into that and i was just emotional mess so um, i can see where people might just be um just being very under a lot of anxiety and stress during this time. I mean, people are saying things. I know she didn't mean to hurt me. I know this. I know her. But it was just, it was, it seemed so thoughtless. But she's probably stressed about things in her life, you know, the way her life is kind of playing out. So, again, my new favorite term is extend grace. <laughs> so I'm trying to extend grace to most people in my life right now. <laughs> Hopefully that includes me. Always. Good, good, yeah. good, good, good. And to myself. Yeah, exactly. Because I, you know, I went a little nuts with that whole thing, and I probably overreacted. And thankfully, I didn't say anything. So I've talked on way too long here. You're listening to Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio. This is a show about love and hurt and forgiveness and God's mercy for those who have an abortion in their past. I'm Tim Welsh, Executive Director of Bethesda Healing Ministry, and I'm joined here with my wife, Joe. And I've got, I've got a couple of questions for you that as you were, as you were going through that, um, that I, I hope you'll kind of bear with me and expand on a little bit. <laughs> I know. I, I ask questions on this radio show that I don't ask her in person, so that this is in uh, private. This never. is very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ripping off the scab. Ripping off the scab. So um, we forget to look in the mirror sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we um, we extend our feeling, or you know, we project our feelings onto others, kind of sometimes, and we forget to, that that there's somebody there's somebody else that we need to take a look at. And what you said is very important. That maybe you overreacted. Maybe you. I, I don't believe you did, but you know maybe that is the case, and that that's good insight for you to have. But I have a couple of I have a couple of theories about all that. One of which is I think people who have had an abortion tend to be hypersensitive to those kinds of conversations. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing, and 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 that 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 brings up a, th- that's the whole reason why we're talking about this is because if. If you're hearing things that are surprising you about your own emotions and about how you are reacting to those things that you're hearing, whether mm-hmm. it's on a, whether it's in the election thing, whether it's during the pandemic, whether it's during the supreme, you know, supreme court stuff or whatever it is, 
Um, if those things are causing you undue anxiety or adding to your anxiety, you should call Bethesda Healing Ministry. And yes. I ha- hate to be so blatant about a about a sort of advertisement, but you should call Bethesda Healing Ministry and yeah. get plugged into some healing process because because there are people out there that have walked through that door with before you, and there are people there that have taken uh, taken that path, and they have, they know exactly what you're going through. They know precisely what you're going through. Yep. So, yep. so I just encourage it, you know. And and uh, we 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 are eagerly waiting to hear from you at Bethesda. Absolutely, there are caring people here. Yep. Yep. But the other thing that I I I, I want to make sure that we also talk about and. And I think this is um, also an anxious piece is that that you said and you kind of just sort of said it almost off the cuff. But you said two people died that day and uh, expand on that a little bit. I mean, you just kind of said two people died that day. Well, what you know, what do you? Yeah, I guess that was kind of harsh. Really? No, it's not harsh. I just but, I, I mean, I, I you know, obviously the in the abortion experience the child dies, yeah, right? Sure. And but the woman does too. I mean, what she was when she walked in there kind of dies. I mean, you you change and you alter so much of yourself and you and you avoid and deny things about yourself and and and, and you don't really grieve. But you're just not the same person. And I I just always feel like when a woman has an abortion, that just changes her. It changes her in so many ways that um, it's almost like a death. If when you look back on it, and, Mm -hmm. and for me, I look back on my life and, you know, I denied a lot of relationships, my relationship with you changed. Um, subsequently, how did that affect my the relationships with with my ch- with our children? And it and you're not allowed to talk about that or or grieve that. So it it is kind of like a death. So does that help? Yeah, yeah. I just thought we should expand on that notion a little bit because yeah. uh, I, I don't, I don't know that that people quite get that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just one of those. It, it unless I guess unless you've experienced it, it's hard to understand. Um, and when my friend was talking about it, she, and I guess maybe that was what ex- so upset me. That she didn't think beyond, she just didn't think beyond, well, it's a medical procedure, right? Get over yourself <laughs> kind of thing. She didn't think beyond that. And so it was very hurtful, but um, it's something that I need to have a conversation with her about. Just to educate her in a, in a loving way that she doesn't understand. I don't think she would intentionally hurt me she's not that kind of person so two things one um uh i, I gotta write this down because i'll forget it I, in my old age i forget things um do you think she had one herself 
You think that's a defense mechanism from her? You know, I've often thought about that, just in the the bit that I know about her. Um, You know, I've thought about that, but I, you know. I mean, who knows? I I, I try not to judge people by, like, their behavior, like, hmm, I wonder if she's had an abortion, but. Well, there are are people that believe the the absolute most ardent um, uh, pro-abortion people out there, the people that make the news that are out in front of the Supreme Court, you know, and screaming and all this other stuff, are actually acting out because of their denial and because they have not gone through the healing process that you've gone through and found the peace that you have found. Mm -hmm. They are still trying to work their way through that, and they're they've had one and they're really not happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. Can, they're, they're just really not happy. Uh, you can, you can see one way or another that whether they have one or not, they're not happy people. Right. Right. And I, but, but I, and I think they don't know, they don't understand. Um, yeah. they, I just, I don't think they, they, they probably just don't know. I mean, and those are, the folks that we need to pray for and, again, extend more grace to. Yeah, and I, I also think, Joe, that we have uh, an obligation to, I mean, I, I think the fact that you and I do this is really important. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't. Right, 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 yeah. And I think the fact that, you know, I write an article once a month for the Catholic Times. We, we hold sessions at Bethesda, all that stuff we think is is really important, but the the important thing that I think um, transcends all of that is we also don't want I mean, you you don't want to disallow her to have that conversation, right? Right. right I mean, right. You, you actually, yeah. you actually, we actually need to welcome that conversation sure. and bring it out into the open and say to people, "We love you anyway." Yeah. You know, God loves you anyway, and we're we're kind of working on it, right? I mean, <laughs> so right. that's yeah. the line. Um, and but here's where here's where I think you're misguided, or here's where I think you're not educated well enough, or whatever the whatever the compassionate way of sure. putting that is. Yeah. So I, you run the risk of you know when we react like by running away from that or by by uh, just never saying anything to that person, we end up pushing that right back into the closet, which yeah. is what we tell women not to do with their abortion experience. Right. 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 Yeah. But it, I felt at the time it had to be a one-on-one conversation with Absolutely. her. I wasn't going to bring it up at this party. No, you're right. Um, because, you know, that she was being a downer. I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to be the wet blanket. Things kind of went south. I, I didn't want to be at that party. Um, so, so um, I, I I hasten to say uh, what we what we should say uh, at every one of these shows, and sometimes we do, and sometimes we just plumb forget. But not every woman has has post-abortion stress or right. exhibits any kind right. of post-abortion trauma or anything like that. It it does happen. The only and there's no argument that it happens. Right. The only question is how often, you know, how prevalent is it as a percentage of the whole how many yeah. women actually go. And nobody knows that. No. You know, but if you start doing the math, if there, if one in ten, you know, women actually have an issue with the the abortion they had in their past at some time in their life, 
you're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of women walking around wounded. Right. And who are who are listening to conversations that you listen to at this party and not knowing how to handle it. Right. Right. You know, just maybe maybe going home and drinking herself to sleep or or doing anything doing some other things that are harmful or or sort of sinking deeper into right depression right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and and that's the fear and I um but I was shocked by how it blindsided me. Yeah. And I think it was coupled with the whole, you know, stress of the pandemic because you know, I my expectations were this was going to be just a light. We were sitting outside by this friend's pool, and this was going to be fun little few after hours in the afternoon, you know. And so my expectations were very high for this being just a light thing, and it turned very, very different fast. And I was shocked by how much I just couldn't say anything. And so... It's just all kind of, um, kind of crazy that I kind of went the way I went. So it was surprising to me, not crazy. It was just surprising how I reacted. And so I think that's really the. I I think that's really the um, the salient point to this whole conversation. You know, we came Mm -hmm. in here. We're going to talk about something differently than what we what we got off onto. But yeah, I think that's the important part of this whole conversation is that. Sometimes things surprise you. Yes. I mean, certainly with this healing process, even as far down the road as you have gone. Mm-hmm. And I think by the, and incidentally, I think that's that's a really good uh, it's a really good place for us to to sort of begin to wrap this up. Is that there there the good news is there is hope. Yes, the good news yes. is that people like you and people like hundreds of others have have transformed their lives. Right. And, and they're Absolutely. suddenly they're yes. happy and they're joyful and they understand grace and they understand God's mercy and even though they will say I've got a lot more work to do, they still are a different person today again Absolutely. than when they were right after the abortion. So yes. it's important if you're having any kind of these issues, we really would encourage you to um to give us a call at Bethesda. Yes. It's six one four three zero nine 0157 that's 3090157 and once again Joe it's been yes. it's, this has been fun you yes know? thank and, you and we just thank you for joining us on St. Gabriel Radio you've been listening to Triumph a show about God's love and and mercy for those who have had an abortion in their past thanks for joining us then he, so-